Welcome into A to Z Sports, powered as always by the Bet MGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media as we are Nashville's on demand sports talk network going live every weekday morning at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. You can find the links to the show today on our Twitter feed at A to Z Sports. Also, I uh, got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us and they help out you guys, including Wilson County Hyundai. Uh, check them out for your new car buying process by going to see them in Lebanon or simply WilsonCountyHyundai.com. The Bone and Joint Institute, BoneandJointTN.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Again, BoneandJointTN.org and Farm Bureau Health Plans. Get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans, better coverage, better rates, better service. Learn more about a health plan for you, fbhp.com slash ATOZ. So uh, now you can start with your meows, official. Uh, uh, my, my meows are, hey, I got meows all through the course of the season. I've already hit my meow limit. So you've hit uh, your, your meow you, You'll be surprised how, uh, how meow I really am. Yeah, so if you missed the end of the show yesterday, the Magic Bucket has been refilled with like 50 different slips of torture for us. And uh, for Zach today, he asked to say, uh, express his emotions with the word meow, uh, positive or negative, uh, at least 15 times today. So we got a lot of, uh, done in the cold open. I will be wearing a necklace of some sort on Monday, which I'm actually kind of excited about because uh, I like the route that I took with the decision on getting a necklace from Amazon. It'll be here uh, Sunday. So that's that's a good thing too. So let's dive into this. And once again, hat tip to John Glennon. I, that's where I saw this idea. Mike Clay of ESPN.com uh, did a bunch of projections. I mean, he's the, he is the fantasy football guy for ESPN. So he's got projections on really every third, all 32 teams in the league with quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, all of that. When it comes to fantasy football, he's even got win totals. Uh, so we'll save the win totals thing, maybe for another conversation, but we're talking about uh, today, the stat projections from Mike clay uh, for Ryan Tannehill, Derek Henry, and then the three wide receivers that we think this team will be counting on most Traylon Burks, Robert Woods, and Nick Westbrook-Akine. So John Glennon played the too high, too low game on his article on Sports Illustrated covering the Titans. So Zach, we're going to play the same game. So we'll start this thing off. We've got three stat projections for Titans quarterback Ryan Tannehill. Are you ready to get this thing rolling? Now, you have not seen these numbers. I have not. No idea. They're in the show email rundown, but you did a good job of of not uh, running through these. So you have not seen these numbers. So I will go ahead and we will start with Mike Clay's projection of Ryan Tannehill passing yards. And I've got these fancy graphics for you. 3,639. Is that too high or too low for Ryan Tannehill this year, Zach? I think this is a good, uh, I, I like this number, right? Because, you know, last year he threw for 3,734. So, last year higher, but we also know what happened last year with A.J. Brown and Julio Jones getting hurt, the three tight ends being not very good pass catchers, and then Derrick Henry not being available. You know, will he, you know, will he pass less because Derrick Henry is available? The other caveat to this, and I think this is important when you play high-low predictions before the season, and you said it actually earlier this week, you know, Ryan Tannehill did not get hurt all season, right? I mean, he stayed healthy. He was the one true guy that I felt like was stable 
in the Titans offense. And I will give Ryan Tannehill credit during last year's regular season. I won't give him much credit for the three-pick game against the Bengals. But I do think that last year, the reason why they were AFC champs of the regular season, the number one seed, was because of that stability at quarterback. And, and he manned the ship the best that he could. He had some bad games, right? He had four-pick game against the Texans. That wasn't very good. The Steelers' performance wasn't great. But uh, and the, the Patriots game, you know, he, he had, th- there was fumbles all around him, so that, that hurt, um, you know, that ability to win that game. But I do think, I think this is too high. Uh, I think I'm going lower um, on on this because of the unknowns and the question marks we talked about um, yesterday. And that was, I don't know what Robert Woods, we'll talk about Robert Woods and Traylon Burks are going to be. Traylon Burks could be amazing. He could be a great red zone threat. That doesn't give you many yards, right? He could be that guy, and we talk about Mike Evans, that fade route guy because of his size. I mean, that's what Traylon Burks was notorious for, catching deep balls over the top of corners. How can you utilize that in the red zone? I think this is a Derrick Henry year. He's going to get a ton of carries. I'm going too high. And you you, you got to unmute yourself. Oh, sorry. My bad. Uh, but, but my bad on that. But we'll get to Derrick Henry rushing yards here in a second. <clears throat> but, you know, I'm surprised you think this way. Because, you know, Ryan Tannehill, you mentioned last year, threw for 3,734. So he got past that on the last game of the season against the Houston Texans when he probably had his best game for 287 and four touchdowns in a game the Titans had to win to get that one seed. But then you have the the games like the week before that Texans game where the Titans win 34 to three and Tannehill only threw for 120 yards because they blew out the Dolphins so easily and early that it didn't even matter. And so the Titans are in a weird spot there because if all is going right, Derrick Henry runs for a hundred plus Ryan Tannehill throws for around 200 plus or minus 10 or 15 or so. And the Titans get up early, control the lead and control that win late with running the football and controlling the clock. But so the last two years, Ryan Tannehill has gone over this number the year before in 2020, he went over this number in less games, right? He had uh, 3,800 yards, plus in the 2020 season with A.J. Brown and Corey Davis and Johnny Smith being the leaders of the passing game and and Derrick Henry having a 2,000-yard season. Yeah, but Derrick one- Henry running very well helps Ryan Tannehill. I mean, that was his best year by far, right? 3,800 yards. So 200- Not in his career. Not in his career. Well, as a Titan, I don't yes. give a damn about Miami, okay. right? Uh, Miami's playing from behind most of the well, – during that time they were. Yeah. So for you know, Derrick Henry helps Ryan Tannehill because it bleeds the defense up. Look, we knew what that we had there though, right? Like we knew as uh, viewers of the game, you sit there and you say, you know what AJ Brown is. He just had a thousand yards the year before, right? So you knew he was dynamic. I think, and, and Corey Davis, uh, I don't, I don't compliment Corey Davis often. I mean, he had the best year of his career, sure. right? So, and Jonu Smith got off to a really hot start with those first five games, and then we all know that he had to block more because Lawan tore his ACL. So if the best year in the Titans' offense, the Titans' offense is not the Dolphins' offense, right? The Titans' offense, 200-plus less uh, 
passing yards and new guys all around and Traylon Burks as a rookie and, and Robert Woods, I think I'm smart to say that the number that you, you put out there, yeah, 3,639 is too much. Yeah, I think I'm going to go, I'm going to go, uh, too low. I think he breaks 3,700 because it, I'll say it this way. If Ryan Tannehill plays all 17 games, he is going to go over the 36-39 number. I think he breaks 3,700 yards just because he's done that the last two years. And last year had their issues. The year before, clicking on all cylinders and one less game, right? So I'm going to go over to to, uh, low there for the 36-39. How about this one, though? Ryan Tannehill touchdowns, 22 from Mike Clay. Too high or too low for Tannehill touchdowns. I actually think that this is right around what he's going to throw. Um, that's the tough part. I, so, bravo to Mike Clay. If I had to predict something, I'd probably predict 22 touchdowns. For the sake of what I think they can do in the red zone, look, Derrick Henry is their red zone threat. Ryan Tannehill also, this is passing touchdowns, right? Yeah, this is not rushing. This is passing touchdowns, which he's had seven rushing touchdowns in each of the last two years. Uh, last season, Tannehill threw 21 touchdown passes. The year before, the big year, he threw 33. So that's a big difference, right? So I, go, I go over. This is too low. It needs to be higher than 22. I think he'll throw more than 22 touchdowns in the 2022 season. Yeah, I agree. Because in 12 games played, 11 games started in uh, 2019, he threw 22 touchdowns, right? And yeah. when he took over for Mario. So I agree with you. I think this number's too low. I think he's 24-25. I don't think he's much higher than 25 yard, uh, 25 touchdowns this season. All right, last number for Tannehill. Then we've got a couple for Derrick Henry and then the wide receivers. Ryan Tannehill interception, Zach. Mike Clay says 14, which is the number he threw last year. Too high or too low on Ryan Tannehill interception set at 14 overall. This is too low. Too low? Yeah, he's going to throw more picks than 14. You think he's going to throw more picks than he threw last year? I do. Wow. Who does he have chemistry with? Who has he played with that he's going to throw to? NWI, he's never played with Robert Woods. He's never played with Traylon Burks. He's never played with Austin Hooper. He never played with Chig. I mean, literally all of his weapons he has never played with. And Traylon Burks can't even get on the field before June, right? So, yeah, I, I that you know what that tells me? That tells me miscommunication. Look, he may have 25 touchdowns. He may have 17 interceptions. Man. Shock. This shocks me. I thought this was the easiest one. I thought this is too high. Why? Zach, like never played with any of his guys. Yeah. You can say, make the same thing for last year, right? Like Chester Rogers had an interception against the Colts where Tannehill hit him right in the, in the numbers bounced off his shoulder. He had played with AJ Brown before the only guy he hadn't played with was Julio Jones, but Zach, everybody got hurt. And then, so what happened, right? You can attribute, Three he played with guys he hadn't played with before. Okay. He threw up a lot of picks. You can attribute three interceptions to Des Fitz, two of them to Des Fitzpatrick not running the correct route, and then Chester Rogers being a doofus and having it hit off of his shoulder pads. There's three of his 14 right there. Uh, automatically that I can remember. 
and you, you say he's never played with Robert Woods, but I feel like Robert Woods is way more trustworthy than Des Fitzpatrick going out there running the wrong routes. And so I think this is too high. I think he's, I think he's probably going to throw double digit touch uh, interceptions this year, but 14 is too high. And I think he's going to play better than he was last year. Let's, let's look at his numbers because in 2020 through seven, the year before with the Titans in 2019, when he came on from Mario through six in his last uh, season in Miami through nine, then he went 12, 12, 12, his career high of 17 in 2013 and then 13 as a rookie. So he's a he can be a double digit interception guy, no doubt about that. I just think 14's too high. I think he's like 10 or 11. I have to go based on the question marks. I mean, I have to. I mean, it's just a whole and again, we talked about this yesterday. It could work. I'm not saying that it couldn't. I could be wrong on everything. I mean, that's what predictions are. But if I'm looking at what we've seen so far and and then the pressure Austin, the one thing that I think is the huge, the biggest caveat to the 2022 season for the Tennessee Titans is how will Ryan Dan- Tannehill deal with the pressure? He's coming off of the most publicly scrutinized game of his career where he threw three interceptions and lost the best opportunity in Titans history, to be honest, to go to a Super Bowl. And how is he going to come back? He, he's, he said that he's had to seek help because of yeah, what that I, did to him mentally. Yeah, and so did you Derek know, Henry, right? Like it, it's like they've had these conversations too. And I think here's a good comment from Nick about these, this interception projection from Mike Clay. <clears throat> Nick said the Titans don't throw enough for him to get 14 more, right? Like let's think about this. He threw 14 interceptions last season because he had to throw more because Derek Henry was hurt, right? AJ Brown and Julio Jones consistently hurt throughout the year. Everybody else got hurt, and so he was throwing the ball a lot of times to guys who weren't supposed to be in the lineup because of injuries, and he hit 14. I think it's going to be under 14. I think this was too high of a projection from Mike Clay, and Danny brings up that Tim Kelly will say otherwise. I think I think Todd Downing's predictability led him into a couple interceptions there too. I do think that it is hilarious how many Titans fans – are hoping that Todd Downing is Jesus Christ, the next savior, right? I mean, I do feel like he has that. I mean, he's coming in. He's going to you know, help Downing so much that it's going to be completely different. I don't know what the odds are of that that's going to happen, but I do feel like Titans fans think that Tim Kelly is the next coming. And I don't know if, whether he is, but I think that that's – that's, you talk about pressure on Tannehill. That's a lot of pressure on Tim Kelly to come in and fix a, a, an offensive philosophy, an offensive mindset, just as the passing coordinator. Mike Vrabel thinks it, it, it can work, right? I mean, that's why they hired Tim Kelly, but I do think that's a lot uh, on Tim Kelly's shoulders because yeah. that's always seems to be a comment by the chat at some sort. Uh, well, Tim Kelly's here. You know, well, but you know, that's what his job is to improve the passing pass game concepts. Right. And Mike Vrabel tried to hire Tim Kelly before hiring Todd Downing, but the Texans blocked that. So, okay. We've got our uh, Ryan Tannehill projections. Uh, We're going to ask you guys the Derrick Henry questions too, and get you guys more involved. We've got two Derrick Henry stat projections that we're going to play this game too high or too low. We've got rushing attempts. And rushing yards. I'm looking forward to hearing your guys' opinions on Derrick Henry projections. But Zach, first tell everybody about Farm Bureau Health Plans. 
I will, but I have to stop here. Jason says, look at what coaching changes did for the defense. You know what did for the defense? Bud Dupree, Danico Autry, Jeff Simmons growing into another year, Zach Cunningham coming in, the emergence of David Long, new players playing. It wasn't all coaching on defense. Yeah, Jack right? Rabbit instead of Jonathan Joseph. Yeah, it was new <laughs> players playing yeah. on that defense. It's Let's, both. It's both because but I, it was the give... majority of new players. It well, was. We have to. Coaching. Yeah, but Shane Bowen actually got an opportunity to do his damn I'm job. Not saying right? Shane Bowen didn't do anything, but let's call a spade a spade. That's they have right. a lot of new players playing a lot better. So I, I want to, I want to say that I will tell people uh, about fbhp.com because. I use it. You guys should use it. You know what gets me excited? Right now is fbhp.com slash A to Z. Farm Bureau Health Plans has changed the way that I look at my health plan because I changed uh, in, I guess, January, February, right? At the beginning of the year, yeah. when we started our partnership with Farm Bureau Health Plans. I didn't know if it was going to work. I didn't even know if I was going to do it, to be honest, because I was going to be like, it's going to be tough for me to endorse. I'm not going to change a health plan just for money's sake, I'm going to change my health plan because it fits me, right? It benefits me. Well, I took a hard, long look at the Farm Bureau health plan pitch that they gave me, and they were fair. I took it just like uh, any common man would do. I took a health quote. They gave me a health quote, and I saved 20% each month than my previous health plan. It was a ton better. I did get better coverage. I did get better rates. And I got a lot better service. So I was like, well, this makes sense to switch. I've gotten sick. I got the flu uh, a few weeks ago. They helped me with my health plan when I had a teledoc conference for no charge because it was a part of my plan. So I've been reaping the benefits. You can reap the benefits. Over 200 plus locations across the state of Tennessee. Visit fbhp.com slash A to Z. A to Z Sports, don't forget, download the BetMGM app. And if you are an existing user, we've got this for you because it's Friday, right? No run first inning Friday, baby. It's back. And I'm going to text Alan Bell after the show and tweet out his uh, his opinion on what game we should bet. So existing users with BetMGM, you pick a, any baseball game today to score zero runs in the first inning. That thing's risk-free up to $25 where you get your money back if only one run is scored in that first inning. So you can check that out with a bet MGM app. Again, I'm going to tweet at Alan Bell after the show and get his opinion because he knows better than us about baseball run uh, uh, tendencies too. So that's with bet MGM, a risk-free no run first inning Friday here on A to Z sports. Let's get back to these Derrick Henry stat projections, Zach rushing attempts for Derrick Henry, 353. All right, so let's get the chat involved. Yes. We went through, ran through Tannehill way too quick. Let's get the chat involved. Derrick Henry, that this is what we want to know. So comment in the comment section, too high, too low for Derrick Henry, 353 yards. Yes. So I'm um, curious to see what the chat yeah, has to while say. The, while the chat is giving their opinions, I will go ahead and just read off Derrick Henry's carries in full seasons that he's played, right? So we kind of have to know a little bit of where we're at, right? Because last year we did not have a good representation. So in 2020, 378. So that's over that 353. In 2019, 303 in 15 games. So under uh, that number. So 353, too high or too low. Zach, what's the chat saying? Let's go to the chat. Um, 353. Let's see. Oh, look. 
Uh, Hibachi's back, baby. Hibachi's back. We we got him. Hey, welcome back, okay. Hibachi. You can answer these questions too. Too high or too low? 353 carries for Derrick Henry in the 2022 season. Too high from Steven. Too low from Hibachi. So he's in. I like it. Billy Jones says too high. Matthew says high. Too high from uh, Tighten Up. Extra high from Chris. Too low from Derrick. Too low from Rooney. Too high from Nick Ewing. Nicholas says too high. Too high from Jay. Allen says too high. Maurice says too high. Way too live from Trail of Money, 615. Uh, Matthew Hall saying 325, so he's saying that's too high. Uh, Mark Jones saying 380, so he's saying that's too low. The majority has said too high, though. Austin, where are you on 353? So that's just under 21 carries a game. And I feel like if the Titans give Derrick Henry under 20 carries a game, you're like, man, they didn't give him the ball enough, right? Is that, does that feel right? It, it's hard to, I mean, that, I'm not calling you out on that. That is box score talk, no, right? But, so, but, like, well, but that's what we're doing, right? We're, we're looking at box score projections. So that's no, the game we're looking we're at projections. I mean, uh, you could, right. you could compare them, but the, you know, 20 it, games go different, different sure. ways, right? And here's the caveat, and I mentioned at the beginning injuries. We saw we saw this last year. You know, Tannehill. Who knows if he if he can is he going to play all seventeen games? Is Derrick Henry going to play all seventeen games? They just drafted a running back, right? How much yeah. does that play a role in your answer? And they brought back Hilliard, and which I thought they should. I think Hilliard earned his roster spot by you know coming in in relief last year. So Derrick Henry's last twenty four games, Zach. He has gone under 21 carries in that game just six times. Right? So that's 75% of the time he's gone 21 carries or more, which would get him this 353. So I'm kind of torn. I'm like, do they, how do they do this? I, yeah, I'm but he's, go, he's a year older. Yeah. Are they going to be more conservative? The reason why, and one of the reasons why, that he could have had that Jones fracture was because of? It's stress fracture, right? The, the long-term effects of this, right? Overuse. Yeah, yeah. So, man, I'm going to say this is slightly too high. I don't think it's that far off. I think it's slightly too high. I agree with you. I think they are going to learn from what happened last year and whether, uh, whether it did, wh whether that fracture happened because of overuse or not, a doctor or a trainer has at least told that to the coaching staff that that could have been the reason why. Yeah. Cause last so they have to take that into, they got to win games. Yeah. But they got to take that into consideration. Right. Last year's volume was nuts, man. I mean, like 17 carries in the opener when they got blown out by Arizona, we can't understand that. Then 35, 28, 33, 29, 20 in the win against Buffalo 29. And then he had 28 carries where he had like 25 of those with a broken foot against Indy. So like that's insane amount of volume last year, but I still think slightly under 353. Is that too, what the chat kind of said too? Yeah, too. They said too high. We both said too high. All right. So the more attempts you get, the more opportunity for rushing yards. So these kind of go hand in hand. Mike Clay's projection for Derrick Henry rushing yards, one thousand five hundred and three. 
1,503 for Mike Clay. And again, for, uh, you know, we understand the 2,000 yard season from a year, uh, two years ago when he had 378 carries. He had 303 carries in 15 games uh, in 2019, where he had a total of, I'm pulling it up, of 1,540, right? So he's been over that two of the last three years. 1,503 carries. What's the chat saying? Too high or too low? Mark Jones, all caps, too low. Tighten up says too low. Jay says too low. Uh, Too high coming in from Jared. Cuz Jeff says too low. So does Jason Martinez. Way too low from Guy. Too low from Troy. Nicholas says too low. Steven says too low. Jimbo says too low. Uh, Caleb also says too low. Datsun too low. So overall, even, even our boy Hibachi, the Hibachi Grill, he says too low, who's a, who's a Colts fan. Uh, Lou Man says too high. Um, higher than the sun from Stephen King, the author of, of many leather-bound books. Uh, Joey's saying 2K gang. So maybe, and, and Hibachi goes in and doubles down with 1,700 yards. Yeah. So that is, I mean, it's that's over. Um, too low from Luttrell. Too low from Juan. So overall, the chat thinks too low. I, I kind of expected that to be the case. So Derrick Henry has averaged over a hundred yards rushing a game the last three years, including last year, right? He was well over averaging a hundred a game and then did that in 2020 and 2019. 1503 is 88 yards a game in 17 games, right? So I, but I, I think this is too high. I think he's a 1,400-yard back this year. This is this is probably the hardest one we've had to do so far. Oh, yeah, no, I, I knew it was because... Because, I mean, look, all he's got... I mean, how many times have we seen Derrick Henry week 17 against the Texans go for, like, nearly 300 yards? What's Derrick Henry's best attribute? Rushing yards. I mean, that... Yeah. Uh, and, when, but, when you think and, of Derrick Henry, you think of a lot of rushing yards. When You know, I mean, that that's the a name association. Right, now, and his ability for, you know, 20 carries against Buffalo... Uh, to turn into like 150 something yards. Uh oh, Bobby's already predicting uh, you being a hater. Uh, a hater? Are you down on him? No. Are you are you are you, you trying to rein back what you predicted before he got into the league? No, I'm not down on Henry. I just think the Titans' offense will attempt to evolve, which is not a bad thing. Like you're so- trying to. Like you're trying to get as much out of Derrick Henry as you possibly can while also not beating him down in the month of September to win games. Like you got to win games in September without Derrick Henry carrying the ball 28 times. Like they've got to figure out how to do that. And last year they had to do that. They had to run him 35 times to beat the, the Seattle Seahawks, right? They had to run him 33 times to lose an overtime to the Jets. You know, like they had to do these things. And, well, and so they're going to have to do these things this year. He's the no, best player on the team. My point is they need to not. They but they're not to going able- to. They have too many other question marks around Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is the only reliable player that we know is going to be, I feel like, dominant on this offense. Everybody else has the, I mean, hell, this is like the word of the summer, which is, or words, which is question mark, Right. 
Derrick Henry is the least question mark guy. So this is, I thought this was pr- pretty interesting. And I don't know if this is at a fact check this, but Bobby also says historically, uh, historically he's almost at a thousand yard against AFC South alone. No, that, that Hibachi, right. where are I, you at? I, I think that's correct. I think in 2020, and, and while you go through and make fun of Hibachi, I'll add it up. <laughs> I'll add up all of his games in the AFC South and what he did to see how close he was to a thousand uh, when he went for 2000 yards, what he did against the AFC South. So he, this is my opinion on the matter. So the question is, and this is, it has to do with the number, right? Derrick Henry, 1,503. Is it too high or is it too low? I think this is too low. And here's the reason why there's a couple of reasons. If you look at last year, the rushing leader was by far and away it was Jonathan Taylor. He had 1,811 yards, but there was a drop-off after Jonathan Taylor. Nick Chubb, who usually has been in that conversation, 1,259 yards. Joe Mixon, 1,205 yards. Najee Harris, who the Pittsburgh Steelers basically ran like Derrick Henry, yeah. right? I mean, they gave him the amount of carries Derrick Henry had his senior year. Uh, he had 1,200 yards. I think that Derrick Henry is motivated to take back his crown. And that's why I predict. I actually, uh, look, I'll go to the Hibachi Grill. I think 1700, that sounds about right to me. Uh, right. So I'm going, I think that the, the number that, that was, yeah. Mike Clay put on was too low. <laughs> so I say too high slightly. So you're saying too low. So in 2020, Derrick Henry in six games against the AFC South had 1,042 yards. <laughs> so you're telling me that all he has to do is get 500 yards between 11 games? Well, I mean, let, let's, but, but here again, but like really, but, but listen to these numbers, 250 against the Texans, 215 against the Jags, 178 against the Colts, 103 in a loss against the Colts. 212 against the Texans and 84 against the Jags. So he had three 200 yard games and then another 178 game in his AFC South games. It's just insane of how he was able to do that. And so we didn't get to see him play against the Houston Texans last season, which is when he, I think he's run for 200 yards against the Texans like five out of the last six times. Well, and what was that game? That was a rainy, muddy, murky game that you run the football. And the Texans uh, rush defense is god awful. Well, and the Texans got up early where they had to throw the football and then Tannehill ended up throwing a career high four picks in that game. Well, yeah. Yeah. So A to Z sports. So we, we, that's where we were at on the Derrick Henry uh, stat projections, man, that, that 1500, it's really tough. That's a really good projection from Mike Clay to make us think hard on the over-under there. Uh, all right, A to Z Sports here live. We've got three more. We've got receptions for Traylon Burks, Robert Woods, and NWI. I'm going to go ahead and ask you guys the too high or too low question for Traylon Burks now. Mike Clay puts Traylon Burks at 65 catches this season as a rookie. Is this too high? or too low for Traylon Burks? Too high or too low? But first, let me tell all of you guys about where I'm doing later this morning. I'm going to the Bone and Joint Institute because I hurt my foot. I don't know how I hurt my foot. Actually, I kind of do know how I hurt my foot. But I've got a foot pain going on with my right arch. Uh, so I'm going to get it checked Overuse? out. Overuse? Did you get henried? No, it was uh, because I was doing some like 
plyometrics agility quick drills and uh, i strained or meow, something meow, 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 exactly i'm 32 meow, years old i don't have any reason to be doing that there's no, i'm not training for anything meow, 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 but meow. you know i worked out too hard and hurt my plantar fascia self-diagnosed but i'm gonna find out what foot expert dr jeff watson knows and thinks about my foot injury uh today got my appointment at 11 it's easy enough because i've been telling people for multiple years now that whenever you get hurt, know where to go, know what to do. And I went to boneandjointtn.org, clicked on the make appointment button, and then I said foot pain, and then it sorted through the foot uh, experts at the bone and joint. I clicked Dr. Jeff Watson, saw his available appointments. Boom, Friday 11. There you go. Easy as that. Boneandjointtn.org is where you should turn. Powered by BetMGM, they are our title sponsor. Use that promo code ATOZ Sports, but also... Risk-free bet, no run first inning promos running, and man, they got you covered. Bet any Major League Baseball game to score zero runs in the first inning and get up to $25 back if only one run is scored. So, you know, they're hooking people up and uh, our fans up to sign up with ATOZ Sports, all one word, but also users that have already downloaded the app, go to your app store and download BetMGM today. All right, here live on this Friday, uh, we're talking with or uh, about Mike Clay's projections for Titans stats, right? We've gone through Ryan Tannehill projections. We just wrapped up Derek Henry projections. And now we get to the pass catchers, the top wide receivers that Mike Clay projected. So we'll start with the rookie, Traylon Burks, 65. Is that too high or too low? Zach, I'll send you to the chat. Too high or too low? Big 10 Jeff comes out and sets the standard and says, whatever Burks is, it's too high. <laughs> um, probably says too high. Tighten up says too low, too high from Joey, but Steven says too low, too high from Jared, too high from Abachi. Uh, we too high from probably, uh, Xavier says too high about right from Rashid. So you're not playing the game. Too low, more like seventy from Grim Jim sixty nine. I mean, I Grim Grim Jim. I'll I'll say this. I saw Traylon Burks practice three times. I saw him catch one pass in team drills. <sighs> Let that sink in. Uh, Deborah says too high. Nick in all caps says uh, too high. Too low from Kyle. Too high from Jason, too low from Latrell, too high from Billy Jones. He's saying 55. Meow, 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 meow from Derek. So you'll you'll get the love of the show right there. Uh, Freddie says Although, too low. Here's Matt, my favorite. Here's my Chris Frazier says too unavailable. <laughs> it's got it too unavailable. I mean, you you can't say that that 65 is too low i like you have to say this is too high everything that we know so far about Traylon burks the first round pick out of arkansas and what he's done in mini camp or otas or what he hasn't done you cannot say 65 is is too low this thing is too high Traylon burks has got to catch the football he's gonna have to this is the most uphill climb I think I've ever seen from a first round pick, not named Isaiah Wilson heading into the season in franchise history, the expectations and the pressure coming off the AJ Brown trade, the asthma saga that we saw over the last several weeks to not being able to practice, to being unavailable 
to kind of being out of shape. It felt like, I mean, I, I don't know I, this, this thing, he, I do not think he'll get 65. I w- would love to be pleasantly surprised, but I don't think I'm well, going I, to, I, you know, uh, Brent says Burks is training towards Isaiah Wilson 2.0. Look, Isaiah Wilson was an idiot making That's terrible. Mistakes. That, that is like, let's, let's, let's get it right. Isaiah Wilson was doing donuts after having margaritas on Charlotte Pike. He wrecked multiple cars. He jumped off a second floor balcony on a college campus to get away from college police. I mean, that's just a few things. When he was away from the team for personal reasons, he partied for uh, New Year's Eve on a yacht with a bunch of strippers and cash. You can go to our YouTube page and watch that. (laughs) Yes. There are so many stupid things that Isaiah will. He showed up to practice hungover. We reported that too. There's so many dumb things that Isaiah Wilson did. I uh, Traylon Burks is nowhere near that. Traylon mm-hmm. Burks is dealing with a medical situation called asthma. And he, look, they're trying to manage it. From what I saw from Traylon Burks, like when he was out there and not huffing and puffing and using an inhaler, Traylon Burks looks explosive. Is he a little chunky and fluffy? Yeah, maybe a little bit. But look, look, most AJ Brown was too heavy too when he came in. No, but he was heavy because of muscle, muscle, not from. See, that's a difference. So the 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 overweight, doughy, pudgy. Yeah, doughy. That that word. There's no excuse for that. You're a grown ass man that just got paid millions of dollars. Get your ass in the gym. Call Fitz Sanders. Move to Dallas over the next seven weeks and start running the SMU Hills. That's what your ass should do. Man, that gets me meowed, meow, meow. Meow, 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 meow. I mean, that that makes me so upset. There is no excuse. If we, again, I, I apples and oranges, but we take our job pretty damn seriously. I take my job very seriously with A to Z Sports. Preparation. We prepare about this show. And yeah, I, I am triggered. Austin didn't trigger me. Traylon Burks, fat ass triggered me. To be honest, there's no reason that you should not be in shape. Asthma is a medical condition. I get it. The Titans drafted him. Whether they knew that or not, doesn't really matter. He's drafted. But this is where it's at. If you are a professional getting paid millions of dollars, and that's a huge deal, that needs to be disclosed. You need to take your job as serious as possible. If you have want, drive, wherewithal to try to be the best that you could possibly be for you, your teammates, and your franchise that took a chance on you to get you out of BFE Arkansas, I would take that seriously. So I hope, and I will give Traylon Burks the opportunity to get his ass in shape over the next six weeks, get a trainer, and be the best he can be come July 26 when they report to training camp. Exactly. No, I'm with you. And you know, it, it looked like Traylon Burks went on the, the honeymoon diet, right? I, I, what, I gained seven pounds in a week on my honeymoon. I was just eating and drinking and partying and celebrating all I wanted. And it feels like Traylon Burks first round pick. He's went on the food tour Went over to every relative's house. Everybody wanted to throw him a party for being a first-round pick, and he lived it up. Well, and it, and it looked like it hurt him, you know, for uh, the last month plus. So, look, he's got to get right, and can he get right? I think Vrabel will get him right. I trust that Mike Vrabel will. So, uh, but on the on the 65 receptions projection, that's too high. I, I think he gets 50. 
I think he's in the 50s. A.J. Brown was 51, if I remember, in uh, less games as a rookie. I think he's in the 50s. So do, what does is, what is 50 catches yield? Uh, for Traylon Burke, so A.J.'s 50 catches at 20 yards a pop yielded 1,000. He I think, can't run away from defenders. He ain't doing that. No, I think Traylon Burke's 50-ish catches get you between 800 900. I mean that's that's his thing though, right? Like I think that's probably too high. But but he does catch. So to be thing. fair, his his best catch is the deep ball, and and his uh, his second is catch the short route and then just run by people. Well, that's AJ. I don't know if that's no. That's that's what Traylon, no Traylon, Arkansas used him for just go run and beat the smaller corner, and then also the bubble screen where he just catches it. Stiff arms the first guy and then picks up 20 yards. Those you're, are, you're describing AJ Brown in the pros. I don't know if that, you're describing that's what the Traylon comp Burks is. That's what the comp was. Do you not remember that? Traylon Burks, everybody was saying that he he is the skill set and the play type of AJ Brown. Not the production, not saying he is AJ Brown, but he is following that mold of that play style. Well, he is less expensive. He is very yeah, a lot less expensive. <laughs> All right, so we both agree with that. Let's get to this one, too. So we're going through Mike Clay's projections for Titans receivers. Let's go to new guy Robert Woods. Mike Clay has him at 62 receptions. Too high or too low for Robert Woods? 62 catches for the Titans. Coming off an ACL, too high or too low for Robert Woods via Mike Clay? As we continue our game this morning, Zach, I'll send you to the chat for these well, two. I'll answer this. Okay. I think that this is too low. I expect Robert Woods. This is his. It's just I, I'm putting pressure on. There's a lot of pressure, right, on Robert Woods, how he's going to come back. Traylon Burks on who he's going to be. Derrick Henry on how he comes back. Tannehill on how he bounces back after the playoff game. Robert Woods has a lot to prove. He saw his teammates win a Super Bowl last year without him. That hurt. He's a captain. He's a leader. I think you talk about the question marks of Tannehill not being, not really throwing to guys that he's used to. I think it will be much quicker for the chemistry to work between Tannehill and Woods. This is too low. I expect 70 receptions from Robert Woods. Yeah. I think I think you're right. So Robert Woods hasn't gone under 62 catches in a season. Uh, you know, well, last year he had 45 catches, but he only played nine games. So Different was, offense, though. That's the huge thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Rams yeah. throw the ball around like but, crazy. The Titans but the Rams do. have a lot of people that throw the ball too, right? It's you know he had 90 catches in 2020, 90 catches the year before that, 15 games, then 86 catches in the last full three seasons with the Rams. That, that's also when Cooper Cup's getting a lot. It's also with, you know, a, a lot of other pass options they have. And so I think it's too low for Robert Woods. I agree with you. I think Robert Woods is 70 plus. I think he might lead the team in receptions. I agree with that. I, I like Robert Woods. I, I really liked that trade. And I liked how Robert Woods wanted to go to Tennessee, right? So that was that was reported. Um, and so uh, I think that's right on. What's the chat saying? It's the same. I mean, I think this this was Mike Clay's probably worst number. Yeah. Uh, it needed to be a little higher. I mean, I, like, I'll give credit where credit is due. Uh, 
I, I thought Mike Clay did a good job with these numbers. I, I did not think he did well with Robert Woods's number. I, I would agree with that. Now let's see what we think about how he did with this one. With Nick Westbrook-Akine, 46 catches for Nick Westbrook-Akine. Too high or too low? I'll let the chat kind of start to file in on NWI, who, look, has been Mr. Reliable, right? He's the one guy who's been consistently available. Last year in a in a very expanded role for Nick Westbrook-Akine, he had 38 catches on 57 targets. So Mike Clay expecting his uh, role to continue to grow with 46 catches. Uh, Zach, what's the chat saying on this? A lot of two highs. Jared, tighten up. Ed, Jacob, Nate, all too high. And then there's a string of two lows. Xavier says too low. Rooney says that uh, NWI is clutch. It's too low. Latrell says too low. Um, too low from Jesse Hernandez. Too high from Billy Jones. Barely 40. But Henry says he also agrees that it's too high. Ramon and Stacy say too low for me. Mm. This is I, the hardest. I think, I think this is the hardest one. You think this is the hard. I think this is the. I think this is the second easiest behind Robert Woods, because I'll break this down how I feel it, and then I'll see what you think. I think NWI is the fourth option when it comes to all pass catchers. I think it's Woods, Burks, Hooper, in whatever order you want to put those three: Woods, Burks, Hooper, Woods, Hooper, Burks, Burks, Hooper, Woods. I don't care. But I think those guys are third. I think NWI is fourth. And so when you look at who is the fourth, like what are the numbers for the fourth best passing option for the Titans? Let's go to 2020 when they had the best offense they've had probably since Warren Moon and the run and shoot in the early 90s. Passing offense. The fourth uh, option had 39 catches. That's Anthony Furcher. So that's under that 46 number. I'll go back to 2019 regular season when Tannehill took over and they had a great year. The fourth receiving option on that had 35. That was John U. Smith. The second Corey Davis in 2019 had 43. So they had a lot of like guys there around 35 to 43 and AJ was at 52. So I think it's way too high for NWI. I think he's in that same 35 to 40 range but as the fourth option last year, he had 38 and he was second on the team in receiving yards. Right. So I just don't think that's going to be the case. Uh, I I'm with you. It's too high. Uh, Kyle Phillips. I expect Kyle Phillips to take away receptions because Kyle Phillips is a true slot receiver. And I think yeah, that they're going to, they're going to find, they're going to find uh, offensive sets to utilize a true slot receiver. I don't know. Mm. I look, I'm, I'm just like I've said, I, we all probably think Kyle Phillips is going to be a lot better than he actually is, but I think he will take away playing time. That's catches. He'll, he'll, That's opportunity. Yeah, I mean, he'll take some opportunities away, but let's think about this though, right? Because I believe this Titans offense is a two tight end offense for the most part. Now that means I think NWI is one of those two wide receivers with Woods, Burks, and him being the three guys that rotate through the two tight end set, two wide receivers. You know, here's the thing about the tight end that you like. Hooper can be split out wide and you can use Kyle Phillips in the slot and then Chig on the other side or whatever, right? You can still run two tight ends, but have it look like three wide receivers with what they have to put 
Phillips in the slot. So they've got some good chess pieces that can be versatile. But, you know, I agree with your point. Phillips takes away opportunity from NWI. But I, I don't know. It would be an interesting thing to see who has more catches, Phillips or NWI. But I think under 46 is pretty simple for me. Yeah, I think it's fair. All right, here's my last question, Austin. Yeah. What did John Glennon, because credit to John Glennon for yep. bringing this to the table for a Friday show in the middle of June or towards the end of June, what did he think? All right, so I'll go through and the And this ones. is not all of them, so we'll, we'll yeah. pop Glennon so you can go read his the full article because yeah. we, we, we picked eight out of the ten. I'd like to hear kind of what he thought compared to what we thought. Yeah, so I'll start at the top. Uh, Ryan Tannehill. Now, he, now Glennon also did the on the he had an on the money option too. We went we stuck with too high or too low. So uh, with Ryan Tannehill passing yards at three thousand six hundred thirty nine, Glennon said too high. On twenty two touchdown passes for Tannehill, Glennon said too low. Ooh. On interceptions, uh, t- uh, Glennon at fourteen said that's too high. So basically. You know, you know that's that's how he feels there. All right. So on Derrick Henry rushing attempts at 353, Glennon said too high. Rushing yards at five uh, 1,503, he also said too high. So he was with me on that. Traylon Burks receptions at 65, Glennon said too high. Robert Woods 62, he said too low. Which so we're we agree a lot of. Yeah, he must cover the team. Yeah, right. He must know what he's talking about. Here's the, the one, though. NWI, 46, John Glennon said, on the money. So we disagree with Glennon. Maybe he's got an inside source with Rex Road. Yeah, him, you know, him and Rex Road, just NWI buddies, uh, you know, with the Titan Up podcast. I don't know. Maybe, maybe so. But on the money, it's, it's too many. It's too many. Interesting. Titans, well, like, the last time the Titans had that much depth of 46-plus catches is not, no, it's not going to happen. Now there was there is some more that we did not get to, um, that we left out. But we'll uh, we'll tweet out John Glennon's article uh, with our show too. I did enjoy that exercise. Me if too. Like, it was fun. If you're like Harry and you woke up late and just joined, the best part is after good news, you can go back and, and watch it in its entirety. Yeah. So let's get to ain't that good news here on a Friday. Let's. I've 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 got good news. I'm excited. This week is uh, nearing its end, but everybody share your good news on this Friday. But first, Zach, tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai. Yeah, Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to go to get your next ride. Man, can they hook you up with the perfect make and model, and you may not even know it, whether it's the Palisade full-size SUV, third-row seating, all the bells and whistles, fuel efficiency of the Sonata, the Elantra, the Santa Fe. Go online, look at their inventory, wilsoncountyhyundai.com, or take the quick trip down I-40, exit 236. If you're looking for a vehicle, you, you can look at different dealerships i understand that but make sure that wilson county hyundai is on your list they have your perfect make and model it's a very reliable brand a reliable car and a reliable dealership family owned and operated that's wilsoncountyhyundai.com don't forget it's betmgm which means no run first inning friday this summer with betmgm so if you're an existing user of the betmgm app You bet on any Major League Baseball game to score zero runs in the first inning, and you get that risk-free up to $25 if there's only one run scored in that first inning. So what I'm going to do every Friday throughout the summer while we're doing no-run first inning Fridays, I'm going to tweet at our guy Alan Bell, 
after the show and say, yo, AB, what teams suck at scoring runs in the first inning that are playing today? Help us out here so he knows where we can uh, he can help us put our bet there. So risk-free, no run first inning Friday. You get your money back up to 25 bucks. Uh, if only one run is scored in that first inning, visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions, 21 or older, new t- uh, Tennessee only. All promotions subject to qualification and eligible requirements. Rewards issued at nominal trouble free bets. Like credit free bets expiring seven days. For problem game support, call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. Let's do it. <laughs> Ain't that good news as we wrap up every Friday, Zach, your eyebrows are raised. Uh, yeah, we got some really good news in the chat. I was just okay. kind of going through and reading them. Sometimes I just read them and, you know, I don't, it's a surprise to everybody, but I, I did read some of them in the chat. We got some really good news. I'm, it's good. Good, good. Friday. All right, bring it. What, what are some of these good news? I'm so, excited. First and foremost, our guy BMO, who watched the show from New Mexico, as we know, good news, brought his mom to San Diego for the first time so she could see the beach, nice. surprised his two boys with a trip to Legoland. And Make how sure you don't walk barefoot is. around Legoland. Right? Uh, Nick says his house that they are building finally has a roof. Only three more months in his in-law's basement. <laughs> We've all heard that story, right? The sacrifice you know, to go to the in-laws for a few months or whatever. Yep. And then all of a sudden you, you now have your own space, which is valued. Uh, top tier says his good news is meow, 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 meow. So I appreciate that top tier. David, he thought he's going to have to replace an AC unit for $7,000, but fixed it for 120. Jeez. I've got a quick story about that. So um, my Sonata, I, this was like, a, two years ago, maybe the brake lights went out. Yeah. Well, the reason why the brake lights went out and what I figured out was there's a button that when you push the brake pedal, it doesn't push all the way down. That was the reason why. Oh. So I went to a car, car guy, a mechanic to get a quote and he was going to quote me $850. But I went on YouTube cause I Google searched and this is called the two cent trick. Oh. What you do is I super glued two, two pennies, pennies. Yep. Two pennies to the bottom of that fixed it like new. I've so, fixed I've fixed a couple drawers that were uneven with two glued pennies. Right. <laughs> uh Danny's gonna have a, a, a fun weekend because he's getting to take his wife to a comedy festival. Burt Kreischer, Joey Diaz, Mark Norman. I mean, these are some big hitters in the comedic world. Danny, you're gonna have a good time there. Uh Lou Nick- says son's out. Guns out. Sun's out. Guns out. Lou. Guys out. Skies out. Thighs out. Right? That's right. Yeah. Uh, Aaron says, good news. There's only 183 days until his trip to Cancun, Mexico. Yeah, count them down. Baby. There you go. I, Aaron, I'm going to go to Cancun, Mexico here shortly as well. Uh, good news from Apollo. Uh, Five-day family vacation to the cabins of Gatlinburg. Great. Uh, come to find out, older and baby brother are having babies. Due to it. Apollo, the family is growing. Seriously. I'm telling you, this is good news. Jason says, good news, just finished up his C6 Corvette build. I mean, anybody could build a, a, a Corvette. Uh, Jeez, kudos the, to them. You were right. This is some loaded good news this week. I mean, it, it truly is. Uh, so good news all around. Uh, let's see. Michael says, there's only one bit of good news today. Eminem and Snoop Dogg put out a music video this morning. 
Yeah, that's I saw that from Mike, and I was like, yeah, I need to watch that. I, I haven't seen it, but I need to watch that. Stacy, good news uh, that uh, cousin and family coming home for a visit. It's been three years since they've seen him. So wow. a reunion of sorts, which is That's great. Awesome. G-Man on base celebrating his son's 25th uh, birthday. Happy birthday to you, Graham. Hitting up Nashville for a fun day. So enjoy that. So many good news shedding down. What is your good news? So my good news is actually like sports related. I, and I, you know, I think this is going to be fun. I, I hope this works out well. So I, I wish more people across the state cared about the Memphis Grizzlies. They're fun to watch, man. Like John Morant is a beast. I have like, you know, notifications on my phone where I feel like three nights a week throughout the season, I get John Morant ridiculous highlights. Like, like John Morant's making things happen in the NBA, but not enough people care about it across the state. So what do you do? You draft a Tennessee volunteer. <laughs> and so maybe, just maybe, Memphis's own and Tennessee Vol Kennedy Chandler getting drafted and then traded to the Memphis Grizzlies will have Tennessee Vol fans across the state more interested in the Memphis Grizzlies. I think that would be really fun because John Morant's awesome. I know you don't like Jaron Jackson Jr., but Bain's fun. They've got some good, fun players with a young core. They're competitive. They're exciting. They're explosive. They jump out of the gym. And so with Kennedy Chandler, it sucks that he went in the second round. But And I see people arguing on social media that he should have gone back to Tennessee for another year. But going back to Tennessee for another year doesn't change the fact that he's only six foot one. Right. Like it's like he's got the ability and the skill set. He's just short, but his wingspan's like six five and he can jump like 45 inch vert. So that helps. But I, I think and I hope that Kennedy Chandler, his hometown of Memphis, playing for the Grizzlies as a former Vol, I, I really hope this helps expand the footprint of the Grizzlies across the state. Yeah, and to come in for Jaw, right? Because you're gonna—he's gonna need a blow. I mean, he is a superstar, and he, he and he got hurt last year, missed twenty something games. Yeah, you can get some good minute minutes. Um, and again, this is good news. It's not shade, but Jaron Jackson Jr. is complete and utter trash. They oh. need to get rid of him. And Clay Thompson. Here's good news. Clay Thompson recognized how trash Jaron Jackson funny. Jr. is. Very right. Funny. Strength in numbers, bud. Um. So I, I won't get on a tangent on Triple J. But that's my uh, that's my good news, though. I, I think that's good. That's good for the state, right? I agree. And I like the Grizzlies. Desmond Bain is like one of a top uh, top 10 favorite NBA players I like to watch. I And that is weird, but it is. So I like Bain. Dylan Brooks is a little weird. Uh, but I like I like the Grizzlies core. I like what they did last night, and I do like the Grizzlies. I always like to see them have Cause, success. Because Jason said the Grizzlies have been fun to watch for years. Crazy how they don't get Tennessee support statewide. Well, there's just that weird thing between Memphis and the rest of the state, you know. And so maybe Kennedy Chandler can bring everybody together with John Morant, you know. So uh, my good news, two part good news. First, this weekend I'm going to the lake. First nice. lake and probably maybe only lake uh, of the summer, but I'm going to enjoy the the lake this weekend. It's always good to get out on the water and uh, experience some new atmosphere. So excited about that. That is good news. But my second good news is something that I rarely, if ever, do. And that is I have been watching 
college baseball more. And you know, if you know about this show, people that I loathe are college baseball players. I think they're the biggest douchebags maybe in the country. I can't stand them. They think their stuff doesn't stink, but it stinks to high heavens. But I've now watched Ole Miss, my Ole Miss Rebels, make it to the College World Series final against Oklahoma. They've been very entertaining. They don't do some of the show-stopping stuff that Tennessee did all season. And I actually went to go see Ole Miss versus Tennessee when Tennessee absolutely destroyed Ole Miss. And look, I got made fun of because Tennessee fans were there and they're like, you guys suck because they got swept. But look who's laughing now. Yeah. And here's my thing that I don't usually say. I have really taken a notice because I don't usually watch a lot of college baseball, but these college baseball players do seem less douchier than a few years ago. When I went to Ole Miss, all the baseball players, they dye their hair blonde. They, you know, they do, they do all this other, you know, weird stuff. They have their own language. Like have the just, answer. They're losers. Today's baseball player, college baseball player, appears to be less than that. And no. so they seem to be a little bit cooler. I'm not saying cool, but a little cooler than they were. Less, less bad. Less bad. So here's the reason. It's not that college baseball players haven't changed. They're the same. The behavior has been normalized. <laughs> that oh, TikTok. God. I'm serious. Like TikTok has normalized that weirdness, has normalized that strange bravado. I don't know what to label it, but I, I feel like it's been normalized in our everyday life. And so baseball players, college baseball players, are more starting to blend in than they were before. So the unfortunate part is. I do think you've got a really good point there that I've actually <laughs> never thought of, but anytime we are normalizing people like yeah, this. Yeah. I mean, that dude's got Baylor baseball written all over him. Right. I mean, big 12 what... fan, big, big 12 guy. And she's the worst. I mean, I don't even know who these people are. So they're, the, they're both the worst, but good. man, what are we, what are we doing? Our, our country is in a state of, I mean, panic, to be honest. I mean, we're, the stock market's down. Crypto's no good. Uh, inflation's at an all-time high. You can't buy a house unless you say, sell your kidney. And baseball players are less bad. Yeah, Man. I mean, uh, you know. It's just Ain't that good news. Yeah, college baseball. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, all right, everybody. Had a great week here at A to Z Sports. Glad to have everybody along. Hope you have a safe weekend wherever you might be. We had a lot of good news today, which was fun, right? Summer, people are doing things, having fun times. Like You you reminded me, now I have to text my friends with boats uh, so I don't not have a lake day this week, this summer. So uh, we'll see you guys later on. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Have a great weekend. See you on Monday. Appreciate it, as always. Meow. Yeah.